Vox Quick Hits. Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to What to Watch. I'm Alyssa Wilkinson. I'm Vox's film critic. I'm Emily Vanderwerf. I'm Vox's critic at large. And this week we have a very special guest. I'm Taylor Macon, and I produce What to Watch. Woohoo! Taylor, why don't you introduce our theme this week? So our theme this week is the things that we watch that make our brains happy, simply put. You know, the things that we watch to feel good, to unwind, to calm down, um, you know, what makes us feel blissful, I guess you could say. I love this topic because I have needed these over the past year and I guess I'll continue to need them my whole life. So I'm glad we're talking about it. Well, I'll tell you guys my favorite one. Currently, the show that I watch that makes me feel the most peaceful is Selena and Chef on HBO. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. You're like, whoosh. Oh, this is on fire. Sorry. Selena Gomez, who's in quarantine with several of her friends, Zooms with someone who has a restaurant or who has kind of fame as a chef, and they teach her how to cook something. She sort of starts out the show without really knowing how to cook anything, but having a lot of very nice equipment. Uh, Being Selena Gomez, she has a pretty decked out kitchen. And then she learns to cook. And I've watched episodes where she learns to make a ramen or she learns to make like pancakes or bake cookies, um, all these different things. And then she learns to cook them from the chef and they have a nice chat and then she eats them and pronounces them good or burns them or whatever. She learns a lesson. Then HBO donates money to a cause of the chef's choice, like a food pantry or a recovery organization or something like that. And then it's over in 25 minutes. And watching it is very soothing. It's like watching any cooking show except without the competition element. Selena is funny. The chefs are funny. I just really enjoy it. So it's 25 minutes long. The episodes are on HBO Max. They're in their second season now. And I really enjoy it. Taylor, what about you? My go-to comfort watch is not at all soothing. I would describe it as maybe the opposite of soothing. 39 days, 16 people, one survivor. I love this show. Like a lot of people, I first started watching Survivor when it was on TV in the early 2000s, and then I kind of just fell off the bandwagon. But I then rediscovered it in college during this really difficult time in my life, and now it's just kind of become my go-to watch for whenever I need a pick-me-up. And part of what makes my brain so happy when I watch Survivor is that it's just like this entirely different, weird little world to disappear into with quite literally different rules, but also very different rules of engagement. If you don't remember Survivor or maybe don't remember how the game works, the way you win is by being the last player standing, and the way you lose Survivor is by getting voted out of the game by the other players. Seventh person voted out and the first member of our jury. Sarah. When the group of players is whittled down to like two or three people, a jury made up of the losing players gets to decide who the winner is. And the prize is a million dollars. So, you know, it's not an insignificant amount of money. 
And that is what makes the game interesting, right? The fact that people you maybe played a role in crushing their million dollar dream now have the power to choose if you get the million dollars or if the person sitting next to you gets the million dollars. So it's not enough to be a good enough survivor player to get to the finale. You have to get to the finale and still have enough goodwill from this often very bitter group of people. You pretended to be my friend. I mean, you stabbed me in the back with the Julie thing and then you stabbed me in the back again and rubbed salt in the wound. Unnecessary. So this ultimately requires the players to have a lot of strategy and to be thinking very carefully throughout the game about eliminations, right? Who gets eliminated, when they get eliminated, how they get eliminated, and how it might benefit them because they need to carefully calculate how to get to the end, and who they might want to sit next to in order to convince a jury that, hey, don't pick that guy, give me the million dollars, and and sell the jury on that. So there's this structure that obviously applies across all seasons, and there are many of them. But because ultimately the dynamic comes down to the people, each season is different because each group of people clashes differently, which I also appreciate. How many episodes does this show have at this point? (laughs) There are 40 seasons of Survivor. You can watch all of them on Paramount+. Plus. New seasons are on CBS. And Netflix now carries two seasons. Season 28, which is an excellent season to start with, or season 40, which is not a great place to start, in my opinion, if you are new to the show, because that season's whole shtick is that it is all former winners competing against each other, so kind of a Hunger Games 2 situation. A lot of spoilers there, obviously, so it might not be the right first season for you. When I picked up my phone just now to Google how many episodes of Survivor there are, 596, by the way, one of the autofills was Survivor Season 28, so either the phone is listening to us or (laughs) you picked a really great season that people are enjoying. Yeah. Typically, my thing I watch when I just need to sort of zone out and let my brain go to a happy place is I just go down weird YouTube rabbit holes. Uh, I watched uh, people simulate shipwrecks for a long time last summer. I like to watch people just drive on beautiful drives. I have watched any number of just like weird old TV promos, but that's like hard to recommend. Like I can't just be like, so go to YouTube and find a thing that I'm weirdly obsessed with. So I'm going to recommend the Star Trek franchise. I really enjoy Star Trek. You know, there's there's stuff about it that has not aged well, particularly the original series. There's stuff about it that is kind of formulaic. There's stuff about it that it will have just like terrible episodes sometimes. But even the worst Star Trek, I find just very involving and enjoyable. Obviously, if you are not a Star Trek fan, you are going to look at this and just be intimidated by how many shows there are. But I would recommend starting with Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which ran in the 1990s. It ran for seven seasons. It has a little under 200 episodes, and it is, I think, the strongest Star Trek series from start to finish. It is a show about a space station in deep space. You guessed it. And it's run by Benjamin Sisko, who was notable for being the first Black series lead of a Star Trek series. 
And he and his son, Jake, come to this station and it sort of has that feel of the Western where, you know, the, the lawman goes out to the edge of the frontier and settles down in a small town. On Earth, there is no poverty, no crime, no war. You look out the window of Starfleet headquarters and you see paradise. Well, it's easy to be a saint in paradise, but the Marquis do not live in paradise. The show has some really memorable characters. It has some amazing story arcs, but it also has what's great about Star Trek, which is just every episode gives you an interesting sci-fi story, some of which have really fascinating takes on the issues of that time or the issues that continue to be issues that we're, we're dealing with. Once you've watched Deep Space Nine, you know, I say go and watch whatever strikes your fancy. Um, the original series is, of course, this, this landmark in television. Next Generation has one of the great ensemble casts, and even the currently running Star Trek Discovery, I think, is a really fun twist on the format. What's nice about this is that almost all of these shows are available on almost every streaming platform. I watch on Netflix, but you can also watch on Hulu. You can watch on Prime Video. You can watch on Paramount+. Plus. Some stuff is exclusive to Paramount+, Plus, like the new shows, but if you just want to watch old Star Trek shows, you are in great shape, and you can check them out anywhere. I hope we have encouraged everyone to take ownership of whatever it is that they watch to calm themselves because all choices are good in these days. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we'll be back next week with more What to Watch. And don't forget, Emily and Alyssa are very good at what they do. They have seen a ton of shows, a ton of movies, and we want to help you find whatever it is that you're looking for, whether it's a very vague feeling of, you know, kind of what you want to watch or it's something very, very specific. Let us know. And you can do that by emailing me. I'm at taylor.macon. May like the month, can like a can of beans at voxmedia.com. And we hope to hear from you. And if you want to know what working on this show is like, we just want you to know that Taylor, our producer, chose a show that is about like people locked in competition, you know, only one person can win, stuck in the middle of nowhere, at odds, you know, right against each other, nose to nose. That's what working on this show is like. Taylor makes Alyssa and I fly to the middle of nowhere and fight every week. <laughs> Alyssa found immunity this week. Emily, I feel like there's a secret advantage coming her way soon. 